Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, good afternoon, Scott. Welcome once again to the Wind Down. Good afternoon, now, Nick and everyone. Welcome. Now, this is a very auspicious Wind Down today. We're at the Crowbar, and this is the Crow Factor. That is very true. <laughs> oh, the cheering, adoring crowds. What can I say? Of all the things to be known for, this must be it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, welcome back to the Weekly Wind Down, and today we're talking technology, and we're talking about, would you believe, audio. Ah. What a great topic. I think it's a great topic. And obviously, we can talk about noise reduction because if you were here, it's pretty loud, but you won't be hearing much of that when you listen to the podcast. And this is on purpose. Absolutely. So the reason we're talking about audio, everybody's working from home at the moment. Um, while everybody's working from home, you must have had experiences where you've had echo, bad audio, dogs in the background, you know, people screaming, all sorts of stuff. So we're going to talk about some of the technology around audio. Scott, what are your, what's your feeling on good audio? Well, I guess defining good audio is probably defining what good audio isn't. <laughs> yeah, like my voice. <laughs> anyway, um, no need to start on specifics. Um, but um, I mean, if you're on a video conference and you you hear background noise, you and you hear the dog, and you hear something else, and then there's a crackling, and then there's a bit of a ruffle, then you can't hear someone, and then you can, then they're too loud, then they're too soft, and look, but you're not really getting your message across, are you? No, you're not. And actually, people get really distracted. I think. If you go and watch a YouTube video and it's got really rubbish audio, it's actually worse than bad video in a way. No, well, that's just it. And look, good audio is not expensive today. I mean, you've actually got to pay a little bit of attention into what you're doing and you've got to you know, perhaps spend a few dollars on something that you wouldn't otherwise do, but it's it's very achievable. Cool. So um, talking about you know good audio, what are some of the technologies which help with that? And obviously a good microphone. So... We're talking, we're using Shure SM58s, my favorite microphone in the world, but they're like a couple hundred bucks a pop. Let's talk about some of the good microphones out there. What, what have you seen, Scott? So, so I tell you what, in the, in the IT space, and if, if you look at your, your, your Shure microphones, they're more sort of audio-visual space more than, uh, more than IT. But if you look at the IT space for what would the average consumer be using, um, you, you've got certainly some retail brands that are out there that you can find, and there's, there's a lot of very low cost sort of headsets that are anything for like five dollars up but if you're going to be really trying to drive a business level conversation you don't want it to be on a five dollar headset no no I, i've heard five dollar headsets and they're really and it's like going to a really seedy karaoke bar and trying to sing into that microphone or or me trying to sing at all you know it's 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 a nightmare so you want something good now i've heard brands like jabra or Plantronics, or Yaylink, you know, what are, what are the key names to look for, Scott? Okay, so that's a good start, and those those are three uh, three good names. Um, what, what you're probably looking for is something that says it does HD voice. It'll actually give you a high-definition uh, output, so that a lot of the um, video conferencing apps today, like the Zooms, the Teams, and so forth, they'll actually take that HD voice and put it in the conversation. So you're getting a really high-quality output, providing you can actually feed it. At that rate. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, um, you know, one of the things, the cheaper Bluetooth headsets, 
do really bad, like telephone quality mic audio, and it, it sounds really, really, really rubbish. Um, but getting you know, that good quality voice, I, I agree, is key. Now, what about microphones? Do you need a separate microphone? Can you use the one in your laptop? Do you a boom mic off your headset or just something like the you know, Microsoft Surface headphones? Do they cut it or does it, does it start to get difficult when you get into noisy environments? It, it, so look, a couple of things on that. The, 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 what's important is making sure that your mic and your headset are in sync. If they're the same device, that's great. What you don't want to have, though, is your mic being separate to your headset and your software not being able to manage that because what you'll have is someone will speak at the other end of the video conference it'll come out on the speaker it'll go back into your mic it'll feed back into the video conference and it sounds like there's this echo going on in the background it's just terrible so you kind of get the hello 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 yes. hello hello that's right that's right that's right that's right <laughs> we're, not, we're, we're, we're pretending to do that right <laughs> were we were we were we <laughs> absolutely so so that's really key so same device um headphones i think are really important because that will stop that feedback dead right yes and look if, if you're going to go bluetooth certainly go bluetooth but don't go cost-effective bluetooth that says it seems to work and look you've been able to play some basic music for it and it seems to be okay it's it, it doesn't really cut it um, if you can, use a cabled set or use a high-quality Bluetooth device. Yeah, so a lot of them come with little additional Bluetooth dongles. That's what you're looking for, right? And look, they are actually really good. Um, so we've played around with some headsets from Jabra, with some headsets um, from a few of the manufacturers. And the ones that have actually got their own little Bluetooth dongle in them, um, it drives such a significant difference to general Bluetooth that would be in the laptop. Okay, so, so if I'm at home, I'm by myself get a headset, have a decent mic, make sure they're one on the same, don't get any echo, and you can have a good experience at home. That's home. But then we go out and we go to something like a meeting room. Now, that's totally different. And I've heard some, I've, I've been in meetings where somebody's been over in the corner and I I, I can't hear them. Uh, they faced away from the microphone and you just can't, all you're hearing is machinery in the background. Yeah, there's room systems out there, but I always heard room systems were, were just like ridiculously expensive. Oh, and look, historically they have been. And it's not as if you're, for example, at home and going to spend a couple of thousand dollars on a room system just so that you can get a better quality audio on what could be your poker night for the week. I don't know. Sounds like an idea to me. I'd rather get better cards. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to play poker, so note to self, don't play poker. I'm going to send you an invite to our next poker night. <laughs> anyway, um, so in a meeting room... Um, You've generally got two, three, four, five, six people, for example, and you want to get a, uh, a speaker in there that's going to be of decent quality so that everyone can actually pick it up fairly easily and a microphone that's going to pick up everybody in the room sufficiently. Now, the, the normal sort of little round puck microphones, you can generally get about up to two meters uh, away from them and still be picked up. But if your room is bigger than that, you either need multiple microphones or you need something that will actually pick up over a variety of distances. Okay, so microphones, pucks sitting in the middle, variety of differences. Um, I was in a demo just last week. It's funny we're, we're doing this. In fact, I think it was last week where I think it was a company, Stem Audio. I think that was, and I'm going to mention a vendor name because this was cool, right? Demonstrated their audio. Why don't you give us a view of that? Because I thought that was, and, and I'm an audio guy, right? I thought that was impressive. Oh, look, it, it, it was. And. To, to see this, which is um, Stem Audio, they're a, they're a newish sort of manufacturer out of the US, um, and they've gone to um, this this place where you can get uh, a 1.2 meter wide 
uh, array microphones. There's 15 microphones in there. They do beamforming arrays, which means they, they sort of focus on the areas of the room where the noise is coming from. And they will actually go and pick up stuff up to about eight metres away. And we've seen demos of someone walking eight, nine, ten metres away with their back turned, being clearly picked up by this microphone array that's behind them. Right, so STEM audio is one to look out for when you're doing a room. And that's a that's a meeting room. That's right. Let's go a bit bigger. Let's talk about a classroom. Right, so I've got 30 kids in a classroom, or uh, public school I'm talking, maybe yes. not independent school. I've got 30 kids in a classroom. Half of them are working from home. I've got a teacher at a front who sometimes walks around and slaps Johnny on the back of the head. I've got all of that going on. What do you recommend for that? Oh, well, I recommend not slapping Johnny on the back of the head today because that's actually... You're probably not to allowed to do that anymore, no, but in, in my true. day. <laughs> but anyway, yes, in my day too. Um, however, um, so what, what we're sort of seeing there, there's, there's a phase going on at the moment of the movement away from the old... Um, audio-visual engineer that had to come in and preset these rooms up specially with special mics and special conditions to make sure that they worked and everything was designed and maybe it cost five to ten thousand dollars to do just to have the person come in and actually set it up right and this is where the um for example the newer brands like the stem audios are coming in they've actually gone and taken all that knowledge coded it into the actual speakers and arrays themselves and let them go and work this stuff out so as you just put these boxes in the room that you sync them up and they go and sort it all out for you. Well, that's superb. So we've covered meeting rooms, we've covered at home. We haven't covered the wine. And it can't be the wine down. And I, I did that just as Scott took a sip to see what happened. Um, talk about the wine. What are we drinking today? Well, look, something a bit different this way, because I want to make sure we don't, we don't sort of consistently deliver the same thing. But this is actually a, um, a Tempranillo. Now, it's um, from McLaren Vale. It's from a winery called Paxton. And they do a, um, an organic wine. Um, which is quite nice. Now, the the trick the trick with this is that uh, the Tempranillo grapes they're, they're a Spanish grape and they've been um, they've been produced well out of Spain since the year dot I guess. Um, they're a newish sort of grape for Australia. It's not a, historically what we've actually produced a lot of, but they're becoming very popular here. And it's um it's a, a good medium sort of wine. It's not too heavy. It's not too light. Um, and as we can see, in this case, it's been um, organic and biodynamic, which is not something we'd normally jump at. But hey, this is actually quite good. Excellent. No, it's, it's very nice. Very, very nice wine. I'm enjoying it. Organic, biodynamic, all of those lovely things. And where are we today? This is the Crowbar in Crow's Nest. And if you've been following us since our first episode, this will be the third bar in Crow's Nest. So we're actually in the, in the Crow Factor. We've done the Crow Factor. And, and I'll, I'll do it again for a fact. Now, the crowd love us. The crowd love us. Anyway, back to audio, which is what we're playing with at the moment. Podcasts are only audio, of course. So we've covered off what to do at home, um, what to do in a room, um, what to do um, when you're, you're sitting in a classroom. Let's talk about what we use. Let's get a little personal. Scott, what do you use when you're doing a live call from home? What do you use when you're in the office? So yeah, a couple of things. I've, I've, got a, um, I've got a Bluetooth headset. Um, it's a Jabra headset. It's quite nice. It um, it's got a fairly hefty battery around the back of it, which goes around the back of your neck. Which, in, in one respect, looks a bit like an old sort of horse neck brace. Um, but in another respect, lasts all day quite well. So, all right, awesome. And in the office, um, in, in the office, we've got um, some little pucks. So there's, um, I think the the current puck is actually uh, from Yealink. Although a few of the manufacturers do them now, and these will pick up 
Um, sounds about two, two and a half metres away quite well. They're very small. They're about the size of your hand. You can just carry them around your bag. You plug them in, and all of a sudden, when you're talking on a conference call or something like that, you can have three or four people around it. it you're picking things up quite well. Um, they're probably $300, give or take. Okay, cool. So I'll, I'll do me at home. The um, headset I've got is an Audio-Technica AT220 um, broadcast quality headset because I, I'm like that. I plug that into a, a, a Rodecaster Pro um, mixing desk, which connects via USB back to my laptop. And I can do all sorts of wacky things like effects. But today we're using two Shure SM58 broadcast quality stage microphones. Yes, <laughs> yes, and Scott. they work very well. They do work very well. They do. So there's a mixture of things you can get. Don't be shy to use, you know, different technologies. Now, let's talk about noise cancelling. Yeah, so look, that, it's an interesting thing. So noise cancelling, you know, cancelling has been around for quite a while. Um, used to be able to get them in the, for example, the high end headsets, the the, the Bose headsets. Um, and you, you mentioned the Microsoft headset um, in in the introduction. That's actually quite a good headset. And it picks up sounds very well. It picks up the microphone very well. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is good. So noise cancelling. The way that works is you get a waveform coming in, and you play something exactly out of phase for the waveform, which is meant to cancelling out. And it works at certain frequencies now. But noise cancelling microphones are different. And this is it. And the the trick as well is noise cancelling refers to cancelling your noise, uh, cancelling the noise that you hear. It doesn't mean that you're quiet. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I never am. So so noise cancelling is important. Now, we've, we've talked about HD voice, but we haven't talked about some of the tech. Yeah. So codecs, teams, silk, satin, what, yeah. what, what do those mean? So if we start, I guess, with, the, with HD voice, and let's go back a little bit before that to the old analog phone line. The analog phone line would be something that um, would actually be sampled at so many times per second. Um, and you'd actually get a, a signal out of that, and you transmit that signal to the other end where played very close together actually reproduces your voice. Now, HD voice samples a lot more times per second, it actually gives you a much higher quality uh, sound reproduction at the other end. Where we've gone with this is um, after the analog phone lines came ISDN, ISDN was digital. 64 kilobits per second per channel and away you go you've all of a sudden got a digital reproduction of that sound over a 64k link hd voice takes that a step further and when sip came along hd sip as well you're actually starting to get something like oh i'm actually it's like i'm in the room with the person i'm, I'm right beside them it doesn't sound like they're you know 100 kilometers away down the end of a, a long straw Okay, so this is all technology that's come in after we've taken voice digital and away from the analog. Okay, I yes. understand. So things like Microsoft Teams still yes. works with plain old telephone services, though, doesn't it? It, it does. Now, it, Teams is interesting. Teams um, being sort of the next generation of the old um, uh, Scott for Business, Teams uses a protocol called Silk. Now, Silk is based on the HD voice or the G722 protocol. And it actually... Look at you get all technical on me, Scott. There, there were three numbers written on the wall. I thought they'd be good to throw in very quickly. But, um, no, but so, so Teams uses um, a standard that they've... Well, their own standard <laughs> based on the the HD voice standard. And um, it's very good because it works well over the internet, over variable quality links, over a whole bunch of variety of conditions that the original standards were not intended to do. Cool. So that's... 
Teams, that's HD Voice, that's talking to Sim. What about this? I've, I've read about this application called Crisp. You know, some applications out there that do noise cancelling in application. They're kind of good when I play with them, but I don't think they're quite there yet. Look, they, they, they are new and shiny, and they've got that, oh, this is cool, I'm going to try this out. What, what we found, trying Crisp out at least, is, look, it is actually very good for what it says it does. And what it does is it will take the background noise out of any given conversation, strip it out, and just make it sound as if it wasn't even there. Um, and you can actually have people on a microphone running through Crisp, and then Crisp feeds into, for example, Teams. You can have a dog barking in the background. You can have music on. It just won't show up in the conversation. Um, the bad point we've seen about Crisp so far, I guess, two things. One is it tends to be a little sharp on the choppy bits, so right at the start it may chop you off, right at the end it may chop you off, and it sounds like someone's recorded your, your voice and just left off the last quarter second or something like that, and it just... Yes, that's frustrating, right? Voice voice frustrates people. So, so that's those applications. But you know, the reason you know all of my professional life I've stayed away from doing telephony systems is voice and telephony is very emotive for people. If it doesn't work, they seem to get upset. Well, well this is interesting. So, so first of all, well done on on staying away from telephony. That was a very wise decision. Um, the the other part of this is you look the voice is. Having been around for so long since the original Alexander Graham Bell sort of you know, a bit of copper line and away you go, um, it tends to work and it tends to work really well and it has for the last hundred years. So whenever you're going to replace something that's worked well for a hundred years, you sort of you're a little less tolerant to any issues. Now, if you look at any modern technology on the internet and you're going to say, does it work really well? Okay, it hasn't got a hundred years of history to actually make sure that it does. So there's going to be a few quirks and there'll be a few issues. But look, overall, I think we've all sort of realised that we can actually we don't need the actual perfect reproduction that has perhaps happened in the past. And even when Skype came along, people were using Skype calls across the internet. It was it had its issues, but people were quite happy with that because it was free. Awesome. So. I feel like we've covered voice, Scott. We're 18 minutes into the podcast. I, I, I wonder if there's anything more on your list. I think I think we've kind of done it. One, just one thing. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what um, what Teams is coming up with in the future. They've got a new protocol called Saturn. Now, Saturn is supposed to produce a really high-quality reproduction over as little as 7 kilobits per second of traffic. So when you've got that much... Um, that, that little amount of traffic going across your internet link producing such a high quality result. It, it's really interesting seeing where these technologies are going. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is certainly something we, we, we should look at. So we've got some great technologies coming up. We've got some great technologies today. But I reckon the best audio today is probably the weekly wind down. I, I, I'm blowing my own trumpet again. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So that was the weekly wind down. We are at the crowbar completing the Crow Factor, um, and we're drinking a Paxton Tempranillo McLaren Vale 2019. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, please hit that subscribe button and leave a comment if you'd like us to discuss something or you want us to change what we do. This has been The Wind Down. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everyone. All right. Have a great day. Bye.